The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Do you believe that life and business success only happens when you are young and hungry? Think about some of the most famous entrepreneurs who achieve their greatest success later in life after a few trials and setbacks. Welcome to Second Wind Success with your host, Gene Garino. Get ready to take the journey. The best in life is just ahead. Here's Gene Garino. All right, all right. It's Gene Garino, Second Wind Success. Welcome back. It's good to be here. This is the show where we talk about baby boomers and baby boomers finding, discovering their second wind in business and in life. So if you're listening today and that's what you're going through, where you're at, this is for you. You know, you may be doing something right now where you're not quite sure why you're doing it. Maybe you're driving down the road. Maybe you're relaxing. Maybe you're retired. Maybe you're just getting into the job, but you're looking for something more, a purpose, a why. And until you really discover your why and what your passion is, you're just going to be going through the motions. You're on that rat race, that wheel just going round and round, and you're not sure what you're doing. As a matter of fact, if you're working for somebody else, whose dream are you making reality, yours or theirs? Second Wind Success is all about finding your second wind. You know, you can think of whatever you've done in your life up to this point as the first half. And the game is won in the second half. A lot of games are won in the last quarter, the last few minutes. So whatever you've done in the past is in the past. You can't change it. Don't even try. The question is, what do you really want to do going forward? And a lot of people, they don't hit it that first time when they're 20 or 30. Maybe they're 40 or 50 before they really discover what they really want to do or find their second win success that brings them to the greatest achievements, the levels that they only dreamed of before. So part of this is hanging around with the right people. And what I love about this show is we get to interview amazing people from all over the world who have found their second win success. So today I've got a guest here and I'm going to introduce her to you, Paula Brooks. And it was so great. You came into town, actually into the country when I say the town, and you wanted to interview me for your book, which was awesome. And then as we were talking, I said, I would love to have you on our show. So I want to welcome you here. Thank you, Jean. It's so exciting to be here. And the studio, it's the first time I've been in a studio as well. It's great. Is it everything you imagined it would be? It's so soft and spongy. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. The walls are soft and spongy. We could bounce off the walls and we'd be perfectly fine. You know, one of the things about doing a radio show is that people are listening. And uh, unless there's a camera where they can see what's going on, they're just listening to our voice. So, Obviously, you're not from the U.S. Where are you from? I'm from the U.K. Were you born there? Yes, I was, yes. And you're currently living there? Yes, I'm in Wales, so a little town near Cardiff. Now, everybody knows Wales. When we say Wales, what we know about Wales is Tom Jones. Absolutely. (laughs) Yeah, he's not far away. (laughs) Is he a national icon there or what? Yes, yes. That's kind of, I'm trying to figure out what that would be equivalent to, but the point of Tom Jones and being, uh, you know, from Wales, that's what I know. How old do you think he is these days, by the way? I would not like to comment. (laughs) No, he's probably 80 years old or something. He's probably not, uh, if the underwear is still coming on the stage, (laughs) he's... (laughs) (laughs) The pants are still tight, yes. (laughs) 
<laughs> That's Carolyn. Hey, Carolyn, good to see you. Good to hear you, Carolyn. CJ Matthews calling in. She was actually in another neck of the woods, too. Where were you stranded with this snowmageddon that we had? You were in Tahiti? I wish. No, it was Aruba. Close Aruba. Enough. And it was a pretty big deal trying to get out because every single flight was canceled. And the only flight that we had, we were originally meant to go to Boston. And so we ended up um, actually being able to reschedule, luckily, to get to Fort Lauderdale. But it was a... It was messy because you couldn't get a flight out of Fort Lauderdale, and I had originally supposed to go to another city. But, you know, it, like everything, you just roll with it, and it all That's happens right. the way it's supposed to. It was great. I got to spend more time with friends. We went to a lovely dinner. You know, it was all good. But, um, well, yeah, it was... <laughs> That's we what sure life if we is. We're going to get out or not. Life is a series of events where we just kind of make do with what we've got. And we just kind of go from one step to the other. So, Paula, we first met. It was on a cruise. It was on the the summit. Actually, we have to say it that we with the real estate guys. Who they have a great podcast, by the way. The real estate guys radio dot com. It's like the number one downloaded real estate show. So listen to that. But we met on the summit. They have once a year this huge. Well, I, it's a cruise. It's a huge event for them. But out of three 3,000 people on the boat, there's about 150 of us. And it was an amazing cruise, and I got to meet you and your husband, Carl, and we had a great conversation and a week together. But now you're writing a book, is that right? That's right, that's right. Tell us the premise of the book. <laughs> well, I've been investing since 2008, and in that time, I've noticed that there's lots of other investors doing this, what I would call it a divide-to-multiply concept, which is exactly what my concept is, that I, the route that I chose. And when I say divide-to-multiply, I mean dividing up a property and multiplying the cash flow from it in some shape or form. So when you say divide, it's not take the house and physically divide it. It's to use it in a different way. So you're using either multiple purposes or separate rooms or apartments. That's it. Chop it up and create new units from it in some way. Yeah. So now when you think about it, there's a lot of ways to do that. One would be most of you have heard of uh, Airbnb, where somebody takes the time and they divide that, or maybe it's a portion of the house and they rent that. So timeshare is one way. Uh, renting a room for a night or a week is another, but you do it uniquely differently. Where Describe your model. Well, my business model personally uh, is what I do is I take a single family home and then I take one of the communal so the living area or dining area downstairs and maybe turn that into one or two bedrooms. Then uh, I rent out the rooms singularly. So by now I've usually got a five, hopefully six bedroom house and uh, they're rented out to young men young millennials so these are kids 21 to 27 straight out of university generally white-collar workers so they they tend to work in the new the local universities or young lawyers that sort of you know, that's interesting because I know a lot of people have heard of student housing where you put, you know, think of Animal House for those of you in the U.S. here, you have a four-bedroom home occupied by 24 people, but that's not what you're doing. When you first described this on the cruise, and you did a great job in the explanation, I thought, was the concept of these people are post-college, they're in their career, but they're not ready for a big house. They don't need that much space, and also they don't want to just live alone. So I think it's a really neat concept. Do these people become friends? Well, what happens is we try and keep uh, like with like. So that's why we, tr we try not to have anyone, you know, too old in there and that sort of thing. <laughs> so I, I wouldn't be welcome you there. Would not, no, no, you would not classify, unfortunately. <laughs> not that she was calling me old, you guys. I'm just, but I do have a white beard, so. 
But it's great for them because if they're new to an area, then they've got instant friends. They've got instant people that are like-minded, that are doing the same sort of jobs that they're doing. And, you know, they can show them the area. They've also, they've got their own space, their ro own room, but then they share the bathrooms and the kitchen and the living area with each other. So they can socialize when they want, but also they've got their own space if they need it. You know, that's why you and I kind of had a kinship right off the bat, because with assisted living and the residential assisted living, we take a single family home we multiply by dividing there may be 10 different residents in there some share rooms some don't but then they share the common area so it's very similar except in yours you don't have the care and it's really just you're providing the housing so my first question is who pays for the utilities right well this is the, the, the sweet spot is that the landlord or we would pay for them now I know a lot of landlords are worried about that you know because they say oh my goodness how can you keep track of that but we put something in a fair usage agreement into the tenancy agreement and uh, what that means is when these kids come in they've just got one rent check going out they don't have to fight over has somebody paid haven't they or chase anyone for many it's just one rent check and it's it's a it's affordable for them that's good and do you have a common security deposit or does each one have their their own security deposit or how does that work well we come in Every time they come in, they, uh, they come in on single tenancies, and so that means that they have their own deposit. So they have their own deposit, and if somebody else messes something up, like if something breaks, and it was obvious that it wasn't just, you know, it, it broke because it got old, it, somebody smashed something, right? Just, let's say, how do you figure out who pays for it? Well, Jean, you've got to think about the type, the demographic that we've got in there. I mean, these are my kids. They're your kids. They're just so honest. Yeah. They, we had um, one girl contact us, rang us up one day and said, uh, I'm afraid um, I've, my, my boyfriend's put his head, he fell up the stairs and he's put his head through the drywall. <laughs> 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 and um, I'm so, so sorry, but my dad's a builder. He says he can come and fix it this weekend. Is that okay? Oh, my goodness. You have amazing tenants. That's, uh, there you go. That's, uh, so it's really not an issue for us. I mean, we get wear and tear. Can you Wear and tear. But, yeah, it's, it's, the damage isn't an in issue for us. You know, it's funny, Carolyn, when, when we talk about people uh, – that, that was just a funny conversation the way you said it there i'm first of all their their head went through the wall i'm are they okay <laughs> well, that's the first thing i yeah. said as well falling up the stairs falling up the stairs yes yeah I, I didn't ask any further questions <laughs> <laughs> well that that does sound good because i always wondered about that the idea of a common security deposit and again on second wind success there's all kinds of things and this is what you're doing at this point and from a rental standpoint instead of renting it to a single family and making a few hundred dollars this way by renting it to six different tenants how much additional income can you get okay so as a single family home i've just got one in mind that i i've split into five five bedrooms so I'll, I'll keep that one I'll do the numbers on that one so I would normally get a 650 income from that uh, from a single family home and if I put five bet five young Millennials in there I can charge them between 380 and 400 a room so that's five rooms so yeah it works out that's pretty, significantly pretty, better pretty well yeah. that's huge yes all wow. right first of all those sound like really low rents well, what, with the the way we price it is that in the in the particular area, obviously it depends on where the where the house is, but we try and price it just below uh, what they would have to pay for a, a an apartment. 
So if they had an apartment by themselves, a small apartment, then how much would they pay? We price it just below that because don't forget when they come in with us, they don't have to pay any utility bills. So yeah. no utilities, no property tax, uh, no broadband payments or anything. So it means it can really, it's affordable for them. It sounds like it. I mean, I'm, I'm ready to go there. I'll rent a room and uh, just use it once in a while. <laughs> yeah, hang out, make music. Now, that sounds like fun. All right. But they don't, actually, I can't do that because I'm not allowed. Do you have a house for old folks like me? No, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> I'll leave that to you. That might even be a better idea because, you know, the young millennials, that, that's good. But imagine if you had it where people are saying, yeah, I'll do it and I'm willing to spend, you said, 480, 420, 480. Imagine if they were willing to spend 600 and only showed up once or twice a year. Just there a you thought. go. <laughs> Another business model. So how did you hear about that business model? Because that's pretty unique. It is. Well, um, I eventually... Well, I started investing in 2008, but I'd actually been given uh, Rich Dad, Poor Dad a few years before. Ah, Robert Kiyosaki's yes, purple yes. book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Yes. And you listened to the Rich Dad, apparently, who said... Let's make some money. Oh, it was a complete paradigm shift for me. Um, I was just cabin crew before that. So, um, you know, flight attendant. So average job like anyone else's job. And uh, I read the book and I thought, wow, okay. So they were offers, offering redundancy. So I thought, okay, well, I'll take the redundancy All right, so let me, let me interpret a little bit here. Okay, so, sorry. No, no, redundancy would be layoff. Yes. All right, so yes. offering early retirement, layoff, mm -hmm. right? And so you said... I'll take that. Thank you. I'll yeah. take it. A big I'll, payday. I've been doing it for 15 years. I was probably good to go, you know. And uh, so I had a small pot of cash and I started looking around to try and work out how to be a property investor, but really didn't know anything about it. Mm. So I went to work as a realtor part time, thinking, well, I'll, I'll learn that way. And then I set up my other, another business, which is uh, an acquisition business. So then I was working for the tenants and the buyers. So that was great. I was able to see both sides of the, 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 the coin. Then I finally found some Rich Dad education. Uh, so this is a course, an education course that I could actually take. This was about two years later, and I had still not bought my first property because the numbers just weren't sexy enough. I didn't know, and the area, I was, I am such a conservative investor. Interesting. And so once I, I did, took the courses, and I did my first course, 080808, which was actually my eldest. 080808. Yes. And we were on sat on table eight. I mean. Wow. And that's the Chinese lucky number, isn't it, for wealth? Destiny. So, Yes, I thought we, I am definitely in the right place. So it was from there that I found the business model and I was then able to use that information and I had my first offer accepted on my first multi-let, which is what I would call them, seven and a half weeks after that first course. Not eight. Seven and a half. Seven and a half weeks. Let's call that eight. Let's call it because then it's eight, eight, eight. I, like the, I, I think it should be eight. <laughs> it should be eight. It should be, yes. You, you know what I love about this story is that here's a person who got, um, you know, for lack of a better word, laid off or got a separation package and um, decided to do something with it. She didn't wallow in it. She was lucky enough to have read a book, in this case, what we call the Purple Book Story, and and she did something, although, look, it was two years. We get it. We get it. Sometimes it's just, you know, you're learning. But, you know, we talk about the college education taking four years, and you're supposed to get out and make more money. And you, you 
you invested in yourself and did two years, and look at you now. I mean, it, you you took what we say here in the U.S. the bull by the horns, <laughs> and um, and wrestled with it and made sure to do something. You didn't stop, and I think that's a really big part of second yeah. win success is is knowing that even though that first career might be over or. Uh, there's more out there that you can be successful with. And this is just a great story of that, don't you think, Gene? Absolutely. And the concept of, you know, getting off, you know, you fall down, you get knocked down, just getting up and continuing on. We've talked about this, uh, CJ, the idea of being in in that in-between mode where you're not quite sure, should I go back to where I was? Should I go forward? What am I doing? And you read the book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, Robert Kiyosaki, which his book is still out there and being talked about. It's the 20th anniversary of that, not the 80th, not the 8th, but the 20th anniversary coming to that in April of this year. So that's phenomenal when you think about how far he's come and what that is all about. But it is it's just amazing. So you did take it to the next level. That was 2008. And then to 2010, was that when you did the first one, 2010, or was it 08? No, 08 was the first one. So 08, mm-hmm. and that was the first one. And then from there, we're going we're gonna to continue on. But one of the things that surprises me is with the cash flow, because not just the, the division to multiply, we have instead of one tenant, but we have six, and they're paying more. I love that. But I thought prices were a lot higher than that in the UK. And, and where is this Where is this located? Okay, so yes, prices can be high in yeah. London, in the London area. And uh, yeah, they would probably be looking at, uh, you know, at least that plus a half, you know, at least 800 for a room in the London area. But I'm in the cities of Wales, where I, where I live. I mean, the numbers work there, so it made sense for me to invest there. Also, I wanted to learn the business. I wanted to learn everything there was about it. And, uh, and so I, I went on to, to get a few more properties, but when you've got a few, you know, a single family home, you have one tenant. One of these properties, you have five tenants. You get another property, you have 10 tenants. Yes. So it can escalate quite quickly. So I realized that I needed to uh, create a management company to actually look after the ten- those tenants because I did not want to do that for the rest of my life. Well, we're going we're gonna to come back to that whole concept of management company. And, and also, I'm thinking those six people, they've got friends. So probably it feeds itself in a wonderful model. So this is Second Win Success, all about helping baby boomers get their second win in business and in life. We're listening to Paula Brooks right here. She came in from Wales. Tom Jones is waiting out in the car right now. He's sitting there waiting patiently, so we're happy about that. So we'll talk about Tom Jones. We'll talk about Division to Multiply, and we'll be back with Paula Brooks here on Second Wind Success in just a minute. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Hey, this is Gene from Second Wind Success. If you've been thinking about mom, dad, are they safe? Are they comfortable? Are they able to take care of themselves? Well, maybe you're ready for assisted living for mom or dad. I know you don't want to put them in a home because if you're like me, when mom and dad needed help, you didn't want to just put them in a big box facility with 100, 200 people. No, you they lived in a home and you want to keep them in a home. Well, I found a solution. It's called Sweetwater Pines, upscale assisted living in a very, very comfortable home setting right near Scottsdale Road and Cactus in a beautiful, gorgeous home. If you're looking for 24-hour care where they're safe, 
and taken care of and loved on. All the food, all the medication management, everything they need, and a great place for you to come and visit as well. Well, there it is for you. If you'd like a tour just to check it out and see what it's like, give a call, 602-430-5382. That's Sweetwater Pines at 602-430-5382. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Hey, this is Gene from Second Wind Success. The boomers are here. You can't stop this silver tsunami. It's here And this is your opportunity. If you'd like to learn how to turn a single-family home into a cash flow machine with residential assisted living, the Residential Assisted Living Academy is your opportunity. What we do is we show you how to turn a single-family home into a cash flow machine. To learn more, call 480-704-3065. That's 480-704-3065. Or come to our website at ralacademy.com. That's R-A-L-Academy.com. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now. 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your question. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to Second Wind Success with Gene Garino. If you have a question or comment about our program, please send an email to gene at ralacademy.com. That's G-E-N-E at ralacademy.com. Now back to Second Wind Success. Welcome back. It's Gene Garino, Second Wind Success, all about helping baby boomers find their second wind in business and in life. We're here with Carolyn C.J. Matthews. Glad you made it back. She got through the storm, the snowmageddon. We were just talking about how, uh, on the break there, about you were stranded in such a wonderful place. You could have been stranded in, you know, Milwaukee Airport or something with everything shut down and only leftover peanuts. But where were you stranded for this storm? Uh, Aruba. Yeah, that's hard to take. But I'm glad you yeah. you survived. That was great. So perfect. But you're back. You just got back. We've already had a couple of meetings today, and uh, thank you for coming on the show today. But we have with us today special guest Paula Brooks. She came in all the way from Wales, and most of you know Wales because of Tom Jones. I'm going I'm to stick with that because that's what I know. So he's out in the car I think right you should now. Sing. I think you should sing the uh, What's Up, Pussycat. Whoa, whoa, most whoa. Most Come on. It's not unusual to dun dun with anyone. Yeah. I forget that one line, though. <laughs> we got to do karaoke next time I'm in town. All right. All right. You said it. So, Paula, you were sharing with us about what you do in regards to the multiply by division in a house. You take a single family home, and instead of renting it to one person or one family, you rent it out by the bedroom to people that are not college students, but they're not with families. They're young professionals and it works out really well for you we talked about the economics it worked out really well one of the questions i asked was about a security deposit what do you do and you had a very i'm going to use the term un-american response which is that these tenants are wonderful if something breaks they just call me politely and (laughs) (laughs) i i had to laugh just because 
you know, that was not my experience in renting to people, but very cool. But you've been doing that and enjoying it. And one of the questions I had was the the price of the rent seems to be very reasonable, under five hundred dollars per person. So times five or six, that's twenty five hundred, three thousand. That's huge. But the house itself, what does a house like that cost? Uh, well, the one that I talked uh, that I use the example for. Uh, let me think. That cost me seventy thousand. Pounds. Wow. So seventy thousand uh, pounds, a yep. hundred thousand dollars, or between eighty and a hundred. Yes, yes, around a hundred. Well, the exchange rates dropped like a stone, but yes, yes um, so probably around a hundred thousand dollars. So a hundred thousand dollars, and being able to get twenty five hundred dollars in rent is huge. Yes. That's. I can understand why you like this niche. Mm-hmm. How about taxes? Property taxes. What do they look like? Uh, they are. They're quite expensive. Well. I think they're expensive, but it me- at least it means the kids don't have to pay them themselves. Right. So, um, yeah, that's about, let me think, uh, they're about 1200 a year. So 1200 a year, yeah. $100 a month, still average. very reasonable, mm-hmm. absolutely. Uh, the other expenses, so you do your management. We, we went that direction where... You have five or six people in a house, and if you have three or four of those houses, you have 10, 15, 20 people. So what did you do with the management? What was your solution? Well, yes. <laughs> uh, we, I, my business partner and I created a management company to look after them. And so I pay management fees just like anyone else, and now my business partner looks after that company, so I'm free and clear. You know, that's a great way to think about it because with the business partner taking that part off of your plate, you're here. You're yes. not there. Yes. You're not getting a phone. I haven't seen your phone ring. So <laughs> the phone call's not coming in with this stuffed toilet and the whole bit. So somebody else is taking care of it. And that's a great way to go. Those of you listening here on Second Wind Success, if you're looking to do something and you don't have all of the, the skill, the knowledge, the whatever it is that you think you need, find other people that have that. Partner with them or hire them to do those things so you're not burdened with it. How far can you go with this? How many homes do you think you might be able to do? Uh, I well, it depends on how many you want, really. Mm. Um, so yeah, so I've I've haven't got many units, uh, but with this business model, you don't need many units. You don't need two hundred homes, because I think a lot of people are put off by thinking, oh my goodness, you know, just to make some cash flow, I'm going to need a hundred houses, which is a hundred roofs, a hundred AC units, a hundred boilers, whatever you want, you know. Yes. But with this, you know, I've got five tenants, only one roof, only one boiler. And also, if, if there's a void, I mean, not that we get hardly any voids anyway, but if there is, it's only one room that's void. And that, that might be a day or two or a week. So mm. with that, just that one room void, I still am getting profit from two rooms. So I tend to work it out that the mortgage, one room will pay for the mortgage, another room will pay for all the expenses, and those, the three other rooms are a pure profit. So even if I just lose one room for a little while, I've still got... I, still, nice. I never get to the stage where I have to pay any mortgage or any expenses because the property's always in profit. That's great. I love the business model. I think that would translate really well here to the U.S. What do you think, Carolyn? Yeah, I was just thinking about, you know, would that be metropolitan areas in cities? I really think that that's uh, a good way to go. College towns, not sure, because she was very specific about working professionals. But, uh, you know, places like Seattle or Oklahoma City or uh, downtown Dallas, Austin, um, those are all places I can really see this model working very, very well. 
And also, because we started to share a little bit, we didn't get into it, about the idea of converting not even a house, but something that is more, I'm going to use the word industrial, mm-hmm. something with lofts and more artsy-fartsy downtown. Mm-hmm. Would it work there? Yeah, well, that's what I'm thinking about, um, you know, continuing on to do to expand my portfolio now. And that's about taking a commercial, more commercial-looking building and splitting that up into not into a, a huge sort of 20 30 room place but split, splitting it up into actual apartments but creating four maybe five bedroom apartments so that these kids can come in and they've still got that small community they're not in a suddenly a huge community of 20 or 30 people because i don't think that that would work i don't think that's what they're after that would feel much more studenty, and they've been a student. They don't want that life again. <laughs> yeah, the beer is okay, but they're well, ready yeah. for something more. <laughs> you know, one of the uh, one of the things that immediately comes to mind is there's a couple of major benefits. It's a cost benefit for them. They get to live in the location and so on at less than it would be to have the responsibility of it all themselves. But also, when you think about that, whenever somebody leaves the house, your house is sitting there alone. Yet there's some risk involved there. With five people living there, there's always going to be somebody to watch over and take care. I think that's a huge benefit, kind of unspoken, but there. And then the other one where they can get to know these other people that are in the same situation, I think that's a really cool benefit as well. Yes, absolutely. Uh, We have not had a wedding yet. (laughs) <laughs> we nearly did Some, a couple got engaged you mean they were living house. there separately yeah they shared a house and they got engaged but then for whatever reason it split so I am still waiting to buy my first hat interesting they probably couldn't figure out which apartment to live in <laughs> that's what it was so with that brings up another question is it men and women in the same house yes got it yes. and that is cool too if they want to do that and I'm also thinking you know Carolyn the idea of doing mixed use where I can imagine that there's some of these downtown storefronts that above and the upstairs could be living space and then they're in the location they want to be. Like we're here in Phoenix and Scottsdale and Gilbert and Tempe and Chandler. All these little cities have these downtowns that are relatively small, but everybody wants to be close to downtown. Being upstairs. They, want, have, they want the walking stuff. They want yeah. to easily go to their coffee shop. They want to easily go to their breakfast or dinner place. Um, people are getting back into the neighborhood vibe. And, um, and it's so interesting because they can do everything online, but they still want that neighborhood vibe yeah and a lot of people work out of their homes now so so you know they're online so they want to be able just to go downstairs or do um what they want i think that's a brilliant idea gene hmm. I, do, I know hmm. it's getting me thinking so that's good yeah. and that's what this is about yeah. second wind success paula brooks is here she came in from wales to share this information with us but again i want to segue back because we met on the real estate guys they do a cruise the summit 150 people and by the way on the cruise this year and it's coming up in about three weeks time uh robert kiyosaki and kim his wife are going to be there there's all kinds of people, authors and people that are uh, really cool people. Uh, Tom Hopkins, if you're into sales at all, if you've ever heard any sales training or tape, Tom was either on it or he taught the person who was on it. <laughs> He's been around a long right? time, but he and his wife, Michelle, will be there the whole week. Uh, but it's not just the the big names. It's it's people like yourself, Paula, that were there to share and saying, here's what I'm doing. And what I was blown away by is that there's people there. It's kind of the 80-20 rule in reverse. Instead of 20% of the people doing something, it's 80% of the people doing something. And a lot of them are doing amazing things, just huge projects. 
So that kind of segues into this because we reconnected and then you writing a book. So tell us what's the book all about. Right. Well, since I've been investing, uh, I've noticed that the, the ones that have gained financial freedom faster are those ones that have divided up a property in some sort of way to create or to multiply the cash flow from it. And now that my network is international and I've met so many interesting people, and this is actually my sixth year on the summit now, so you can imagine how many people, how many great investors that yes. I've met, all doing crazy, amazing things. And what I'd love to do is I feel that other people need to know about this concept, you know, about being able to be financially free faster. So... I've reached out to the people that I know within my network and said, look, uh, I'm, I'm writing a book. I'd love to hear your story because of your particular business model niche. And would you, would you, you know, are you willing to help me out with this? And I have not had a no. Everyone has said, oh, absolutely, absolutely. Isn't that great? And when you asked me to do that, too, on, on the assisted living, I was like, absolutely. And it was great because you flew in just for this, and now you're here for this extra time. And I said, well, come on on the show. So it worked out great for both of us. Uh, but with the stories that you've heard, what is one of them that's really particularly inspired you or that you found, wow, this is something so unique? Jean, I cannot explain how amazing this, this has been because so many people have said to me, well, that's, that's an expensive way of doing it, going around and, and going around the world and actually visiting the units. Why can't you just speak to people over the phone and get them to send you some photos? This is not, honestly, it, it, it's not the way to go. I, I am amazed. The stories that every single person, the stories that I've got from them, because I sit down and I, I get 40 minutes, roughly about 40 minutes interview with them, as well as seeing their units and seeing where they are. And I ask them their why, their how did they get into it, what have they had to overcome, the numbers, all that sort of thing. And, and what they passions are, how they're giving back, and the stories are just amazing. There's so many things that have come out of it. And when you go when you go on to their site, uh, I mean, yesterday, I was not yesterday, a couple of days ago, I was in San Antonio, and I was interviewing uh, Josh and Lisa Lannan, and they have a, a, a 500-acre ranch in Texas. And what they do is they, they are appealing to the sorry they've set up an, an a non-profit well it's it's a i'm trying to think of the word it's a place where first responders can go who suffer from pds ptsd and you go oh, onto wow. this ranch and they've split it up they've got 40 rooms there and you go onto this ranch and it's just a huge expansive area and it almost feels sacred sacred ground when you get there and you can't get that from a photo, you know, or just an interview. So I'm certainly able to then put my views and give that. I'm hoping I'm going to give to give that back in the book in some shape or form. And then just going into your house yesterday, you know, your assisted living facility. I walk in and there's uh, somebody, the guy that's come along and he's playing bowls with, with, the, with the residents there, you know. Mm -hmm. And it's wonderful and they're all enjoying it and the music's, and it's just so lively and it's just such an amazing place. And then our interview takes place in the back garden, which I can honestly say is the most beautiful back garden I've ever been in. And this is an assisted living facility. Jean, I am, I am honored to, to be able to interview about that. It was just fantastic. And the smell of the jasmine whilst we 
were being interviewed and the sun gently going down. Oh, I know. why would I, I want to do that over I the arranged phone? for the sun to be settled right at that moment. It was great. And planted the jasmine six months ago just for that. <laughs> yeah, you're so good at that, Gene. I know. I always think forward so far. I show up at the last minute, but I'm always thinking forward really far. <laughs> so it was great having you there. And it was really fun to have somebody ask the questions because sometimes we don't even think about what we're doing. We're just kind of doing it. And I'm sure Josh and Lisa and I had a chance to meet them as well. Uh, they are phenomenal people and what they're doing with that PTSD first responders and so on their heart is huge mm. and also this concept of being able to help other people and make money uh it's a wonderful thing so what other stories have you had that you experienced that were really touching to you well i think it was uh, because i'm asking similar questions i'm i'm so amazed that i'm getting similar responses mm. and it's the way that um when when you talk about giving back because towards the end i always say you know how, how are you giving back and who else benefits from what you do and even the men would tear up at this point you know because it was really touching it was really obviously their their real passion and when you create wealth i mean it's fine having a job you know and if you want to give back you can but there's only so much you can give back when you have a job and there's only one of you but once you learn to create the wealth the more wealth you can create the more people you can help so their visions and dreams were huge but i could see that they were getting upset and, he, and in fact when i was interviewed i actually broke down and had to stop the interview because the tears were flowing but it's because i think it's because you realize that these big aspirations these big dreams about giving back are achievable Absolutely. And the idea of achieving big dreams, you, you have to allow yourself to dream. The concept of, you know, having the ability to accomplish things, give things away. I always tell people you can't give what you don't have. And I know that uh, Josh and Lisa, they've done phenomenally well in regards to uh, taking single family homes and converting them into homes that could be used for transition housing. So uh, we'll say somebody who's coming off of drugs or drug use of some kind. And then they actually took those homes and sold the businesses, kept the homes, which I thought was a brilliant business model because they took away, in essence, the headache of and let somebody else take over the care. But they still kept the real estate, which gives them tremendous assets and income. And now they can segue into their next big project, which is what they're doing. Phenomenal. So I do want to talk more about the idea of the inspiration for the book and also what is the end goal what is it you want to accomplish because i think a lot of times people they're looking for something and they're not quite sure what and second wind success all about helping baby boomers find their second wind in business and in life well that's what it's all about but maybe this is going to be inspirational for your next step as well we're listening to other people's stories asking those questions and getting to the point where others are now inspiring you and they didn't even know it so phenomenal. We're going to talk about that. This is Second Wind Success. I'm here with Carolyn C.J. Matthews back from the islands. She's back on dry land, cold, no, warm land, wherever you are. But anyway, I'm glad that you're here. We're here with Paula Brooks as well from Wales. Tom Jones is out in the car. So we're going to come back. We're going to have one more segment here on Second Wind Success, helping baby boomers find their second wind in business and in life. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Hey, this is Gene from Second Wind Success. The boomers are here. You can't stop this silver tsunami. It's here 
and this is your opportunity. If you'd like to learn how to turn a single-family home into a cash flow machine with residential assisted living, the Residential Assisted Living Academy is your opportunity. What we do is we show you how to turn a single-family home into a cash flow machine. To learn more, call 480-704-3065. That's 480-704-3065. Or come to our website at ralacademy.com. That's ralacademy.com. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Hey, this is Gene from Second Wind Success. Have you ever wondered how mom is doing today? I mean, you're at work, you're comfortable, but is she? Is she okay today? Your mom, your dad, she may need help. He may need help, but you're not sure what to do. I know you're not ready to put mom in a home. Nobody ever is. But here's the deal. Is she able to take care of herself? And if you're not quite sure, you're not quite ready, here's what I did. When my mom needed help, I started to look, and I didn't want a big box solution, 100, 200 people, like an apartment or hotel. I was looking for a home, and I found it. Adagio Gardens, right here in Phoenix, a comfortable home with a group of seniors my mom's own age, dad's own age, where she can be taken care of 24-7. Whether they need medication management or housekeeping and all the food, everything is provided in a very comfortable home life. So if you're looking for a safe place for mom where she can be taken care of, check out Adagio Gardens. I did. Give them a call, 602-430-5382. Adagio Gardens, 602-430-5382. News. Opinion. Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to Second Wind Success with Gene Garino. If you have a question or comment about our program, please send an email to gene at ralacademy.com. That's G-E-N-E at ralacademy.com. Now back to Second Wind Success. All right, all right. It's Gene Garino with Carolyn C.J. Matthews here at Second Wind Success, all about helping baby boomers find their second wind in business and in life. We're having an amazing interview right here with Paula Brooks from Wales. She's here. She's sharing with us all about what she does to take a single-family home, divide it, and then multiply it by renting out by the room, not to students, but to postgraduates, people who are those young professionals not ready for or not needing a big, huge house, taking that, dividing it up, multiplying, and now you're writing a book about this. You're actually not just this topic, but the whole idea of the multiply by, divi- by division, you're traveling literally all around the world interviewing people. I had the honor of being interviewed by you yesterday about the residential assisted living, and thank you very much. And uh, for those of you who want to find out more about what Paul is doing, you just released, launched your Facebook page, which is the first contact. How do they get in touch with you? What do they look up? Well, if, uh, if they just go to Financial Freedom Faster. Financial Freedom Faster. On uh, Facebook. 
and hopefully they'll find the page and just like the page. Um, there's not a lot on it at the moment because I've been so busy, but I've got created so much content so that I'll drip, start drip feeding that through. And people, people can follow my travels on that and see where I'm going. Absolutely. And, and you will literally have hours and hours and hours of interviews with people that you're going to turn into a book written for, but you also are going to publish it there on Facebook. And when the book is ready, can they find out about it on your Facebook page? Absolutely. So say it one more time. Financial? Financial freedom faster. Financial freedom faster. Love it. All right. So I have just liked it, and I'm in. <laughs> That's great. Thank you. If I if I was not on Skype with you, CJ, I would do that myself right now. But thank you. You beat me to it. <laughs> so we're gonna we're gonna continue on. And you know, one of the things with doing these these interviews, what what are some of the other people that you're going to be interviewing? What are the topics that they do? Well, uh, the first one I did was he's renting out a single family in an apartment by the night. By the night? Mm-hmm. So taking advantage of the Airbnb model. Then uh, my second interview was a gentleman. He's actually the biggest landlord in Wales. And uh, what, what a, one of his business models is to take a large piece of acreage land with a farmhouse on it and subdivide the land and he sells the land off but leaving the main farmhouse with a much smaller amount of acreage because people don't always want that amount of land you know if they mm-hmm. want a, a sort of a second homestead type thing uh, so, so he's he's selling the land or renting the land selling the land off and so by selling the land is he able to almost keep that house he keeps the house but then he sells the house separately on his first deal he did he made 126,000 and on his latest deal he's just made 8 million well, that was a pretty good move up. I like that. Absolutely. Those 126, 8 million. That, that was a good move up. Yeah. Wow. That, that's really making me think once again. So we've got everybody from assisted living in a single family home. That's what I do. RELacademy.com. And then you've got the Lannins who are doing the, the ranch. And we had that conversation helping people with PTSD. So post-traumatic stress syndrome. I believe that's that's it. And taking those people, they need to get away from things, and they need a, a place to transition or rehab, and that's what they're doing. And do they rent it to those people, or is that paid for by insurance? I'm, I'm not really sure. Uh, I'm not really sure, but they, the location is perfect for them because they originally started, they were in Las Vegas, and they were saying how that the, the Las, <laughs> Las Vegas, you know, they would come in one door and they'd be straight out the back door. Say, you know, it's a just different type of rehab right, there. <laughs> right environment yeah. for them. So they, they sort of branched and they out and looked for the, for the right location. And that's what I've been finding about all these interviews is location, location, location. And it's absolutely the top thing because it's not about just finding a property to rent out. It's about who do you want to serve? Who do you want to serve? And then you will know, well, where do they want to be? How much can they pay? What business model is it gonna, is, does it look like? And then that's how you create a successful property. So that's phenomenal right there, the concept of location. You know, I talk about that in residential assisted living, but it transcends to everything that we do. If you're in the right location, perfect. If you're in the wrong location, it's not the field of dreams. It's not if you build it, they will come. My guess, too, is with the land ends, basically from conversations with them, is that it may not be as much about the money for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because yeah. they've made the money on the other side, and now they're, they've got tremendous cash flow, they own the real estate, and they have the freedom to be able to do this. So the idea of second wind success, I think a lot of people listening right now 
are, are thinking about money, you know, second win success business and in life. But the older I get, the more I realize it's not about the money. It's about the people that you meet. I would not have met you. CJ, I would not have met you unless I went to Clint Arthur's event there uh, on how to get on TV. And so we met there and then she saw what I was doing and said, well, let me come over there. And so we got to know each other and then we got all of these things, what I call the golden string. My friend Mike Fitzpatrick, who mentioned that, and Mike, you got to write the book if you haven't already, how one event in life leads to another into another, one relationship. And then the real estate guys making the comment that you're all just one relationship away from an explosion in your business. Think about the numbers, 126000 in profit on the first, $8 million in profit on the second. So the next one, I guess he's got to go to $80 million, right? That... <laughs> it could. So the book itself, how many more interviews do you have to go? Oh, let me think. Uh, I've got another one here in the U.S., then I'm out to Central America, and I'm doing a few out there as well. Very nice. Mm -hmm. So you're going to go to Central America. Belize? Uh, Panama, to? Belize, yes. Very good. Uh, who are you interviewing there? Uh, I'm interviewing Day in Panama. I'm going out, heading out next week, and I'm interviewing David Sewell. Sewell, Sewell yes. And I know you've... Uh, you've we're all good friends. <laughs> yes. Well, he, he deals with a few of my favorite things, coffee and chocolate. That's so. it. So his tenants are trees. His tenants are trees. Yes, yes. <laughs> but it's all the same, you know, it's the same concept. See that? I guess I am a vegetarian because that's what I drink, coffee and I eat chocolate. So I'm a vegetarian, I guess, <laughs> apparently. CJ, you didn't laugh on that, but that's okay. I'm going to let it go. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, you know, somebody, you know, when you think about it, you are what you eat. We we all agree with that. So cows, yeah. what do they eat? Cows, grass. So cows are vegetarian, and I eat the cows, so that makes me a vegetarian, right? Makes you vegetarian. I know that logic makes total sense to me too. Yeah. So that's uh, to us meatosauruses here. That's what that's how we justify yeah. it. So on we go. But we're not going down yeah. that path. So you've got a number of, but you're going to Central America next, and you're going to be doing a number of interviews there. And what other topics or where else are you going? Oh, uh, well, I've already covered student property as well. So, you know, I met up with a guy. He was in the U.K., and he's he used to do single single homes and split it up for student rooms. Now the company's actually building the huge, big student assist, uh Service, not so. Um, well, not quite assisted living. No, they, no, uh, no. So, <laughs> <laughs> purpose built. That was it. Purpose, purpose built. built. Yes. For, you know, these are 350 rooms. So, they're using the buy to rent and also buy to sell model of that. So, his journey has been fascinating. I bet. And then, obviously, in Central America, then I'm, I'm looking to go more the uh, tourist sort of route there. So, so, that's what I'm looking at there. Yeah, the idea of multiply to divide with the coffee farms and with the with the cocoa or cacao, as they say it, but the rest of us, we say it improperly apparently, but taking the land and then selling it off in half acre or one acre mm -hmm. lots. This way, anybody can buy into that and be an international property investor. And you also, in essence, own a piece, a share of this, this coffee business or chocolate business. So a great feather in your cap, if nothing else. We're going to get David Sewell on the show to, to interview him because I want to find out. But your book itself, do you have a title yet? Yes, well, I'm. I'm. I, it's financial freedom faster. I think will be a good title. It's working. So if, if I have enough comments that think something else comes up, then that's so fine. So the initials are F F F. See, in my family, F F F is forced family fun. 
That's the joke in our house. <laughs> when you go that's on family great. vacations and it's like, we're going here, okay, FFF, everybody. And that's the joke. But in your case, it's financial freedom faster. I like that. That's great. Because with a book, you do need to have a great title. That's one of the key points and a great cover and the whole bit. So if you have a suggestion for a book title, feel free to send it to Paula at Financial Freedom Faster. There we go. (laughs) And do you have that that, uh, URL, Financial Freedom Faster? Good. So eventually, financialfreedomfaster.com? Yes, uh, I am creating the website as well that will will follow that and that's going to be something that then people can go to and use as a resource to get more information. Love it. For right now, you can go to Facebook and look up Paula on Financial Freedom Faster and get information there. And when the book is launched, uh, eventually it'll be there and people will be able to either buy the hard copy or download a copy electronically. And that's always a wonderful thing. I'm just, I was tickled pink when you asked uh, to interview me to be able to share this because I really do love sharing with people about the residential assisted living. And what I find so neat about this book is that it's taking a topic, this niche of multiply uh, by dividing, and you're finding all these different ways to do it. And I'm, and each one of them is so fascinating. So I would love to be right there with you, you know, get on the plane and go on out and travel. That would be wonderful too, but I can't be every place. So I'm glad that you're here with us. And is there anything that you want to share with other people, maybe as a way of inspiration uh, before, go ahead. Yeah, sure. Well, I, I'm just thinking about the demographic that your radio show goes out to. Uh, the, the, re- the real reason that pushed me to do this book, and there's always usually a, a, an, an event, isn't there, if you're going to do something. Mm. So I lost my father last year. And when he was younger, when I was a kiddie, he actually bought a fish and chip shop with rooms above. And those rooms he then rented out and uh, to sort of, you know, people and and would get the rent in. But he didn't know anything about it. He had no network or anything, any education about it. So what he found was he struggled to get the rent in and get the tenants out. Mm. And he absolutely hated every moment of it and eventually sold it off. Now, what happened is he then later retired and he'd been a businessman all his life. But, you know, he's sort of working month to month so when he retired it was on the state pension and a very small army pension Mm. and when i was building up my portfolio which was the same business model he was so worried he says oh no no please don't are you sure you know what you're doing and of course because i had the education i said dad i'm i'm good i've got this and and it worked and i was successful with it and then he was so proud of me um but anyway he 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 struggled then to be on the sort of the minimum state pension. And what I thought was if he'd have just kept that one house, if he'd have just kept that one house, it would have been paid off. He would have literally doubled, probably even tripled his retirement income. Wow. And I just thought, well, what's the difference between him and me? Why did mine work and his didn't? So the only reason is I had the education and I had the network around me. So I could copy other people's mistakes. And if I had a problem, I had plenty of people around me that I could go to. So that's what I want to do. That's what I want to really introduce all the amazing people and the education that's out there to people so that it would really, it's, it's huge. It can make such a difference to people's lives. And just when I went into that assisted your assisted living facility yesterday I just sat there I thought do you know I hope these residents have achieved what they wanted to achieve with their life they've they've lived their life with purpose and done what they wanted and have got no regrets because many should not be a part of that 
money is so easily at- obtainable if you know, if you've got a good network around you and you know what to do. Wonderful. So if you want to find out or even contact Paula directly to say, tell me what's going on, they want to watch your your videos of what you're doing or whatever it is, go to Financial Freedom Faster on Facebook and soon to be .com, Financial Freedom Faster. Paul, I want to thank you so much for being here with us. I really appreciate you coming in and sharing with us and inspiring us all. It's been awesome. Thank you. In the <laughs> spongy welcome. room. In the spongy room. <laughs> and Carolyn, I want to thank you for making it here, coming safely to town and the whole bit. So it's been wonderful, too. And, uh, you know, we're here at the end of another show on Second Wind Success, and it's all about inspiring Baby boomers, and really it could be any age, whether you're 20, 30, 50, or 80, but baby boomers to achieve more, to do something different, to to move on, because your greatest success is ahead of you, not behind you. This is your opportunity, and your greatest success is lying ahead. This is Gene Garino for Second Wind Success, Carolyn C.J. Matthews, and our guest Paula Brooks from Wales, and Tom Jones is out in the car. He's beeping the horn now. It's time to pick him up and take him out to lunch. So we want to thank you all for listening to Second Wind Success, helping baby boomers find their second wind in business and in life. Thank you for joining us this week. Second Wind Success with Gene Garino can be heard every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time and 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Remember to stay the course. Good times are just ahead.